and welcome to uh, Digital Twin Podcast. Omar and Hari here. This is our uh, Season 3, Episode 3. And um, we've been following a different theme in Session 3, trying to follow the value chain and how digital transformation impacts many aspects of that value chain, Porter's value chain. Today, we're going to look at uh, a very important element of that value chain, and that is really high up in in that value chain, which is around inbound logistics and supply chain, etc. So the the again, as we reminded our listeners the last time around, what we're trying to do here again is to break it down, simplify things. Then we want to look at um, the uh, value and and also uh, you know how, how, where do you start, right? How do you how do you get started? What are the three yeah. things that we want to do? Yeah, as, as you mentioned, Hari, you know, how we break things down, you know, and simplify this. And is there real value in doing um, some initiative or transformation around some of these uh, um, pillars, uh, as we stated from the value chain perspective? You know, one of the things that really strikes me in this, in this area is, you know, how companies – source materials, know when to source, how much to source, how to store, you know, how to manage inventory, you know, how to have the right inventory for the right products in an environment where customers are becoming very much more sophisticated, um, demanding, and more specialized in what they need or want. In yeah. um, a sense, this, this poses a very unique challenge to the the status quo i guess i would i would say of of organizing supply chain and forecasting um in a very archaic big monotonal way of how things used to be uh, designed uh i guess for an example televisions right or or pcs you know you order a set of of components um that are you know, being developed for years and years along that track. You know, I see. Look, I look at the technology space as one of the areas that's being impacted by by this notion of of changing consumer uh, wants and preferences. Mm-hmm. How do companies be able to manage these demands and the really the supply the supply and demand change of the environments that are given? Right, and yeah. and one of the things we look at is is are companies that are large better suited for the changing landscape and environment? Or are we going to have companies that are a little bit more smaller, more flexible, more specialized that can produce a variety of special things um, within the supply chain of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus the old, we're going to vertically integrate and grab all this source of materials because we're going to, we know we're going to need this for the next 15 to 20 years. I mean, are companies really looking that far into the future, 15, 20 years, or do they need to be focused a little bit more on a shorter time horizon, right? Yeah. So, so what we're really thinking about here is the traditional way of looking at things. How is really data trying to change the way we look at supply chain, right? Um, I think you called out a couple of things that are, I think, really critical. Like large companies... 
usually have a very complex sort of supply chain, right? And they may be making many different products. You know, large conglomerates are into making many different things. Uh, if you're in a specialized field, like, you know, let's say for an oil and gas or petrochemical space, you know, you could see a clear vertical integration just so that you can have the control, right? And that's the reason, right? You want to control the supply chain so that you can control your own destiny, right? But the question you really asked is, do you really set that rigidity, right? And say, hey, this is what I want. This is how I want it. This is where I want it. This is the cus- This is the player that's going to give me the best price for this massive amount of quantity that I'm looking to buy. And I'm going to negotiate upfront for X number of years to reduce price fluctuations and volatility, right? But is that, you know, today's pandemic, for example, is kind of showing us that, is that what is important? Or is having a flexible, nimble supply chain that can, you know, adapt to changing circumstances, uh, as as we've all learned, you know, it could be a pandemic, which none of us are in control, uh, of and hopefully that's going to get over in a few months here and we can all get back to normal, right? But there's also things that are probably within controls, control of uh, large governments, right? Where there's trade wars going on, and you know that's that's going to go on for for you know you, you know maybe this one ends yeah. today, but there's a new one starting tomorrow, right? So how do you adapt to changes? Is that a rigid one? Or is that a flexible one that is more focused on, you know, agility? You know, when we when we think about that question, it's a very good one because, you know, when we talk about agile flexibility, these are key things for companies in moving forward. As we mentioned, the, the demands of the consumer and that the constant, instant gratifications, the instant ooh. Ooh, we have new new bells, new whistles. We want that. We want that changes dramatically and much more faster than it used to be in the past. So to your point, I think we have to be a little bit more flexible and agile. And with that being said, you know, data, understanding your key sources of raw materials that you need, where is it? How quick can I get it? How much is available? What demand is coming? We're looking at a multifaceted issue, right? Mm-hmm. And and if we really want to break this down, you need to know at some level what type of raw material you're going to need. Where is it? How quickly can I get it? How much do I need to secure to satisfy potential demand on a consumer basis, right? Yeah. And that raw material mix has got to be simple enough to handle the variations of the customer's needs. Mm-hmm. So the idea is how do you build an in-tune supply chain with as few raw materials that I can control, as you mentioned, in a way that I can produce and make in any varieties, any ways, whenever I want to. Yeah. So it's having access to as few and as many raw materials that can create as many SKUs as I want on the other end to satisfy the customers when I want. That's so a puzzle, isn't it? That It's a puzzle, but that's really, when we think about it, that is what we want. Few control of critical raw materials to be able to deliver 
a vast variety of outcomes mm -hmm. in a, an environment where changing demands changing demands are happening rapidly. So if you really want to think about it, you know, companies that are able to create that type of integrated supply chain to at least have 80 to 90% of their supply chain, as you mentioned, control, but simplified at that point yep. to be able to have access to those types of raw materials, um, create a unique opportunity to one, maybe vertically integrate or two partner with the right suppliers that are producing some of the off offsets of these raw materials. So and also have visibility yeah. of, of, of supply chain, even further upstream, right. And understand what critical parts and pieces are coming, you know, from who, because if you don't have visibility and transparency see to that, you're less able to adapt to changing conditions. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you have a big demand coming today. Can I can I answer that customer or that client to say, yeah, we can fulfill that demand because I have pure visibility all the way to the nth degree. Yeah. Or do I have to say, let me get back to you. Right. Yeah. So and how so, long does that take? So absolutely. So the question then becomes, right? I'm just keeping an eye on the time here. What technologies are impacting this industry today to positively impact some of the some of the things that we just discussed? Well, I think there's there's quite a few technologies that are out there. Um, um, we have you know blockchain technologies that kind of help you originate, you know transfer from ownership uh, of different variety of materials if you're trying to track quality and build or trust build trust across the supply chain that's one robotics that is heavily involved robotics is, a, is, a, is another piece right um, um, I think um, more so in this realm um, access to data I was gonna say so that's probably that, number that's one, probably gonna I'm... be the biggest key yeah. here the access to data and how transparent and how accurate that data is. Yeah. really feeds into the the ecosystem of your organization and the better quality of data and and clarity of it um, I think can help a lot of the planning and forecasting um, um, pipeline as well as securing and sourcing the right raw materials you know in, in a in a basis where it's optimized and you're not storing and having a lot of inventory and storage on hand so it it, it really, the data, the, the data flow and the cleanliness of the data, the availability of it is really going to be a key component in this. And um, like you said, there's a lot of hands involved in this, but I think all parties would benefit yeah. to have some visibility across this. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, my, that's my take on it. And I see that moving forward in this uh, near future for sure. So data analytics and how that plays into the overall optimization of the upstream uh, supply chain right you know if you're integrated um if you do have an integrated supply chain you still have to figure out what how are you going to move the parts and pieces around whether it's geographies that are involved whether it's product uh you know um combinations that you just described or combinations of raw material who's what's coming from where and you're also dealing with the market conditions you may be uh, in a position to sell to the outside market at a better price than you know than than consume that for as a raw material for your product uh, uh, manufacturing right so th there is a lot of levers in play 
And I've seen, obviously, uh, a number of places where AI and machine learning comes into play, analytics comes into play in order to make those recommendations by looking at data from many different streams, many different systems. But fundamentally, I think, you know, you're right. You know, there has to be a transparent data platform that would allow organizations to better adapt to changing conditions. And I think the key there is, you know, you know, we also said we will break down, you know, technologies, yeah. right? The truth of the matter is blockchain is kind of early early on in its face. But the reality is you don't have to wait for black blockchain to be mature for you to do something. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is blockchain is going to play a critical role in your data transparency, how you look at data, how you analyze that data to make better decisions. But you can start today to think about what platforms are you currently using? How do you bring this data together? How can you analyze that data and remove humans from the middle and maybe bring in some automation, right? Uh, mm -hmm. There is RPA, right? We're, we're really kind of uh, helping remove part, you know, people from the equation, automate some of the decision-making processes. And, and maybe AI would provide that assistance to help make that, that determination and, and let people worry more about things that that are that are you know at the decision rights level and yeah. let the ai provide the decision support system for the humans to be able to make that decision right yeah you know we, when we we simplify this in a, in a way we broke down some of the technologies but but and you're absolutely right you know it's 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 how do you make these technologies work with you um you know and at the end of the day there's got to be real value why are you doing this right yep and in the simplest way, I mean, it's really how you control your working capital. You know, how much am I going to be spending on my working capital to sustain operations? And can I be nimble enough to not have money isolated in material that's not used or that I have to get rid of quickly yep. so that I can get my working capital up and running and have better operations um, and uh, financial standing? So. There is a lot of value in that, and uh, that is the ultimate goal, right, is to bring value to organizations by utilizing capital effectively, and supply chain really handles a lot and of that. And if I could yeah. add one more thing, I think it's not as simply as simple as it sounds, right? I think one of the, the concepts that we all know about is just in time, right? Yeah. And uh, as we know through pandemics and, and, and other you know, socioeconomic political reasons that, that disrupt supply chains, uh, we know that just in time can be a very risky proposition as well. So again, you know, data is important. I'm not saying that just in time isn't the right approach. I'm simply saying that in order for you to be nimble and you know quick in reacting to the changes and disruptions and things like that, that data and the visibility and the transparency across you and your partners in that supply chain would be absolutely, you know, you know, incredibly important to be able to better act and better respond. Yeah, right? yeah. To to that to that point, absolutely right. It's it's that risk optimization balance, yeah. right? And it's a constant decision on what's important for the business at a given time, and and it it you know being able to pivot or adjust whenever you need to is valuable. And that's that flexibility that we're talking about. You know, how you know we feel we're getting into a period where we have a little bit more risk. We need to secure more material. We need to be able to foresee some of that, right? Yeah. 
and sometimes we can't. But how can we pivot into these realms versus a just-in-time where we feel like everything is automatically going to be available to us, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Would love to hear from our listeners on yeah, any absolutely. of the technologies they have deployed in their in their uh, environment and where they have had success. You know, whether that's blockchain, whether you know, any parts of supply chain. You know, there's IoT playing a big role in in supply chain, big role. You know, analytics playing a big role. Um, you know, how are they using it? Uh, would love to hear from you. Would love to have you come on the show and talk to us about it. Uh, but uh, I think we, maybe we could wrap up. Uh, Absolutely. Session, yeah. We'd like to thank everybody for joining us for season um, three, episode three of uh, Inbound Logistics. Stay tuned for our next uh, um, episode, which will be on operations, kind of, yep. you know, how we can enhance the operations part of the, the supply chain or the value chain. And uh, we look forward to reaching out. You can find us on the digital twin podcast.com. And uh, thanks for uh, listening.